Hello and welcome to the Poor Richards Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Association for Diplomatic Studies and Training, ADST. For more, check out our website at ADST.org. ADST, American Diplomacy, Warts and All. Today, Bruce Tully will be sharing two stories from his time as part of Henry and Nancy Kissinger's protective detail. When Henry Kissinger became Secretary of State in September 1973, he declined the usual diplomatic security protective detail, preferring the protection of the Secret Service, as he was already under its protection as the head of the National Security Council and had a good relationship with the detail leader, Walter Bothy. His wife, Nancy, on the other hand, was quite satisfied with the DS agents attached to her detail. Bruce Tully is a veteran of both the Secret Service and diplomatic security and was one of the agents on her detail. We'll listen to him share a story that begins with the Kissingers having lunch at Vice President Nelson Rockefeller's Washington estate. This lunch, however, turned out to be a bit rockier than most. So, um, I remember at his residence at the time, the Vice President's residence, which we did, which is not official, um, Nelson Rockefeller had, had his own little estate off of um, Fox Hill Road in northwest Washington huge and we went up there one Sunday afternoon uh, to have lunch and it was a beautiful outdoor day and Henry Kissinger is sitting right there where you are Nancy is sitting right here and it's just the two of them and it was only and we did a very low-key kind of protective thing never because you wanted to intrude on your protectees or the secretary and his wife unless you had to so I was standing with a Secret Service agent who I knew very well his name was John McGaw John and I are standing off to the corner, and we're watching the secretary and his wife have a very nice lunch in this outdoor area, surrounded by the woods. Very nice, very bucolic. And all of a sudden, I hear Nancy Kissinger raising her voice and said, Oh, Mr. Tully, Mr. Tully, could you come here? And I said, I'm looking around. I said, well, you know, what's up? I'm a good 30 yards away. So I looked at John. He said, yeah, you know, up we go. So I walk up. And as we're walking, as I'm walking up, I can see Mrs. Kissinger and Dr. Kissinger and Secretary Kissinger having a little minor disagreement. As I get up there, um, I'm going to be very cheeky doing this, but Mrs. Kissinger said, Mr. Tully, thank you. And then she looks at Henry Kissinger and says, Henry, ask Mr. Tully. Now, here's the Secretary of State, huge presence in the world. And here's this little kid from Long Island standing there just with him and his wife, literally. And Henry mumbles something. And I didn't say anything yet. And Nancy Kissinger, who, who, thank goodness you could tell now, we had a very good relationship. She liked me and trusted me, as she did with her agents. And she says, Henry, ask Mr. Tully, in rather a short, kind of curt voice. And he looks up again from mumbling, and he said, Good idea, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not trying to be terribly cheeky then, but it's coming. I said, I'm sorry, Mr. Secretary, I didn't hear you. And he looked up and he said, Can I borrow $10? (laughs) And I was was so taken aback. My first thought was, did I have $10? (laughs) Because in those days, we didn't didn't carry a lot of money. We did, but we didn't. So 
and this and this is this, this used to get me in trouble in parochial school too. But I looked at the secretary, and with great sincerity, I said, "Well, of course, Mr. Secretary, would you like two fives or a ten? <laughs> and he looked at me as if he could stab me. But Nancy was there, and he said, "Give me two fives." <laughs> so I opened my wallet. And I gave him the two fives. And, and the money was for a tip for the waiter that, that was assisting them there. And I thought nothing of it again. I said, I'll never see that money again, which was fine. So as I'm walking back, Nancy kisses and says, thank you, Mr. Tully. You know, so I go back. I said to John, and John kind of smiled. This is what happened. So they're finished with lunch. We get into a motorcade, which was, again, for the secretary, that was very light. It was his armored vehicle, their follow car, and our follow car. Um, which was a sedan. So we kind of zipped back to their residence on P Street. And when we got there, they retired. It was a row house, a townhouse. They get into their home. And I go down into our command post, which is kind of adjacent to the Secret Service command post. And we were working that day, I guess, um, 3 to 11, 3 p.m. to 11 at night, whatever it might be. And in the afternoon, sometime, I don't know, 6 or 7 o'clock, the secretary himself opens the door to the basement where our command posts were and starts to come down. And this starts a great commotion with the Secret Service because he's not supposed to make a, quote, a move. We always talked about that we're moving, whatever else. So he comes down and he, with a very harsh voice, he says, There is Tully. And I said, oh, my God. So I get up. Uh, well, right here, right here, Mr. Secretary. Here, take this, God damn it. <laughs> and what it was was an American Express traveler's check for $10 <laughs> to pay me back. And I looked at it, and it's got his signature on it, and it's an American Express $10 check. And I said, thank you, Mr. Secretary, you know, being very, you know, kind of sheepish, and he went back into the room. I still have that. <laughs> that is my souvenir for, for a life. I still have that. That was Bruce Tully speaking his experience as part of Henry and Nancy Kissinger's protective detail. We'd like to thank you for listening. ADST is an independent, non-profit organization located in Arlington, Virginia. ADST's oral history collection, begun in 1986, contains over 2,500 oral histories, unveiling the horrifying, thought-provoking, and the absurd events that helped shape foreign policy. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, please make a tax-deductible donation to allow ADST to continue its work at www.adst.org.